Hey, welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast brought to you by CloudSpot, the easiest way to deliver and even sell your photos online. I'm your host, Raymond Hatfield, and each week you will learn tips and tricks from me and some of the best photographers in the world on how you can use your camera to capture more compelling moments. Today, we have an episode from the BBP Vault where we revisit a treasure trove of interviews to offer both new and longtime listeners the chance to uncover the powerful insights and practical tips to enhance your photography skills. So whether you are listening with fresh ears or a new perspective, there's always something new to learn. In today's Rewind, we revisit that time that I started recording an episode in this large green uh, gelatinous uh, time traveling mass just appeared in front of me and what it told me to do changed my life as a wedding photographer for the better. Uh, and even if you're not a wedding photographer, most of what you're going to hear today will apply to all areas of photography. So stick around to the end where I'm going to share my three big takeaways from this episode with you so that you can start putting the ideas and lessons that you hear on this podcast to work. So with that, let's go ahead and get on into today's topic, why Fuji cameras are better than... What in the world? Oh my gosh. A tape recorder. Welcome to the Time Machine Tape Recorder. When you hear the beep, you will have 1,843 seconds to record a message. When done, the recording will be delivered to yourself... 10 years in the past. Warning, this product is not intended for use in patients under the age of 10 years old and is prohibited by law in many locations. Your recording starts in 3, 2, 1. What? Wait, are those, are those two separate statements? Hello? Oh, um... Uh, well, hey, Raymond, <laughs> what is, what's up? Ah, oh, geez. Um, okay. Um, I say 10 years, 10 years. Okay. 10 years ago. So that would have been November of 2012. Wow. November of 2012. Yeah. Let me first say that uh, the Mayan calendar was wrong and the world does not end next month. So you are, you're good there. Um, and, oh, and that means that you only have two more weeks until Charlie is born. Wow. Wow. Uh, enjoy the, uh, the clean car and being able to use the restroom without being interrupted and, uh, not finding goldfish everywhere while you still can. <laughs> oh man. Um, for real though, um, crazy smart. Charlie is crazy smart. Super curious. Uh, so kudos to you, obviously. You, uh, uh, you did a good job. You did a good job with him. Um, uh, 10 years ago, you are, you are still at the plastics factory. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Let, let me first start off by letting you know that, uh, that you do it. You did it, man. You, uh, you become the photographer that, uh, that you're currently dreaming of. You know, uh, you, you shoot some pretty awesome couples who have equally awesome cake. That is awesome. Uh, but hey, dude, maybe, maybe take it easy on the cake. Okay. For real. The thirties are not as uh, forgiving as your twenties were. Let's, uh, let's say that. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, you, you do it, but, oh, but all right. 
here, here's what's up. You did it the hardest way possible. I mean, I mean, like every day I look in the mirror now and oh, there's five more gray hairs, right? And that is all thanks to, to you and your stubbornness in uh, doing things a certain way. So, uh, so maybe let me, let me share some tips with you that, um, will hopefully get you to, you know, being, being the photographer who you want to be a little bit faster and hopefully with, uh, with a few or a lot less gray hairs. Um, so first, first things first, uh, I'm going to say first, you should just pick something and stick with it. You know, uh, you have a tendency to be indecisive. And when you are indecisive, that means typically that you just make no decision, right? Uh, I, I understand that it can be hard looking at two different options or, or, you know, 10 different options and thinking, which one is the best for me? And you see online, there's all these people who are saying, you know, this is the best and no, this is the best or no, this is the best. And you think to yourself, well, which one do I do? You know, and, and that, that being indecisive in those moments uh, is, is tough, because it leads to no decision, right? Um, but in those moments where, I don't know, the stars align and everybody says, no, this is the thing that you need to do. You know, uh, Facebook Messenger chatbots are the thing that you need to do. Um, which, by the way, don't. That was that was just an example. You don't need to worry about Facebook Messenger chatbots, I don't believe. Um, you know, when you do finally make that decision, you are also rather impatient. <laughs> and that means that, you don't really give something enough time before uh, you move on, right? So so you'll go ahead and try something for like two weeks, you know, Facebook Messenger chatbots. Yeah, let's make it happen. And then, you know, when you don't book like 50 weddings in two weeks or even one wedding in, you know, the next two weeks, you think to yourself, you know, I clearly screwed up somewhere um, and this one isn't working. So then you just move on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, that next thing means that you have to make another decision, which, again, you can be very indecisive about. So, uh, yeah, so that would be my first piece of advice. You know, pick something and stick with it because there there are a million great ideas out there and, you know, you do want to try them all. You, you've always been curious in that sense that, uh, uh, you know, trying new things has always been your your gig. But I'm here to tell you that, honestly, you are happiest when you just do one thing. Um, and here's the kicker, you know, um, I don't want to add any more pressure, right. To, to making the one decision, like choosing that one thing. But the kicker is that, that the one thing, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter because as long as you're making progress with something, you're actually doing something, then, um, then you're learning, you're, you're making progress because even if you choose the wrong thing, right, if you choose the wrong one thing, You'll know right away because you go forward with it full steam and because you'll be able to see the results and maybe it's not working, then you'll be able to readjust and, you know, pivot into a into a better direction. So, again, it doesn't really matter what that thing is. Just pick something for now and just go all in on that. So, uh, yeah, I think I hope that helps. This is, is this thing floating? <laughs> this is so weird. Um, okay. Uh, next, number two. I have no idea how much time I have. Uh, number 
to your Canon 40D uh, is not what is holding you back. And I know that that sucks to hear because you really want that, you know, that uh, the 5D Mark II, right? And uh, I know that you really want to leave that job at the factory. And I know that you want to stay home with Charlie. And um, I think you're looking at every way to accelerate your income as fast as possible so that you can leave that job. And I want to tell you that a, a big boy camera isn't it. Upgrading from a Canon 40D to a you know 5D Mark II is not going to change anything for you. In fact, nobody cares. Uh, you know, here's 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 going to be a surprise for you. I have been shooting with a crop sensor since 2016, and now I'm shooting in JPEG again. So you know. Uh, you're going to be able to make it work. It's it's not the gear that is holding you back. Uh, in fact, there's only been one person who has ever talked to me about gear at a wedding ever. Um, and that again, that that 5D Mark II that you are drooling over, it has been replaced twice. <laughs> so now here in 2022, almost 2023. Uh, it could be picked up for like $500. So, um, you know, the price of these things just plummet and then the technology is just advancing faster than ever. So the Canon 40D that you have is still a perfectly capable camera. It is better to hold on to that camera as long as you can until it is holding you back. And then it's time to upgrade because if you upgrade now, it's going to become obsolete just as fast as if you waited. And if you waited, there's a good chance that a new camera will be out. And then, you know, when you upgrade to that one, uh, then you'll have an even newer camera. It'll be better suited for you. So I think that it's much better to invest in yourself. You know, take some um, in-person photography workshops. Uh, I always found those were extremely helpful, you know, because you, you build uh, friendships uh, with others who are at those workshops, because clearly they are struggling in the same ways that you are, and you can grow together. Um, and then just having that hands-on learning from a professional is really helpful. Uh, because, you know, sometimes you're, you, you know, you watch uh, videos or something, and you have a question, and maybe you'll leave it in the comments, and you'll never get an answer, or you'll get one that, you know, it just, things just get lost in, in text. But if you can... Uh, ask somebody a question in real time and have them answer in real time. Uh, it is so, so helpful. And honestly, those workshops pay dividends. Now, but let's see, since you are still at your job, um, I know that sometimes it can be tough to get off work. And I know that, you know, money is, is, is a consideration. So, um, do not, um, you know, uh, look down on online courses. I will say that some of my uh, most pivotable, pivotable, <laughs> my, that is not a word in the future, I promise you. Some of my most pivotal um, breakthroughs in photography have come through uh, courses, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, learning uh, flash or, you know, composition, all those things, you know, learning more about photography, uh, that has really helped me a ton and being able to take it, you know, in my own time when, you know, Charlie is, uh, is very young and still requires a lot of attention and, um, you know, allows you to, 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 to do it at your own pace and is very, very helpful. So if you can't do an in-person workshop, 
job, which you'll be able to, but if you can't do one right now, then courses, online courses are 100% uh, the way to go. Um, and I guess, let's see, what else? So maybe early days of weddings. Oh, here's one. Okay. So um, I would say uh, my third tip for you is that you are not the star of the wedding day. All right. And look, I know that, uh, that you went to film school, you know, Hollywood. All right. Here you go. You know, I know that you studied all the lighting ratios and, and all the, you know, uh, most acclaimed films and, and compositions, you know, the best ones to use. And, and, and you were the only student to get honors in cinematography, but you know, brides, don't care. They do not care about you. They're not paying for you. It doesn't matter that, you know, you, you, you have this acclaim. It doesn't matter if you've won awards. It doesn't matter what gear you have. The bride is not paying for you. The bride is paying for what you can do for them. And that may seem small from, you know, the, uh, from the, from the language of that sentence, but it is a huge shift in the thinking because suddenly you're not the hero who shows up to their wedding and, you know, is able to capture beautifully and with this, with this eye, this artistic eye and, and oh my gosh, Raymond, this is so amazing. You know, that is not who you are. You are there to support them on their wedding day, to make their day easier, to make their wedding day more memorable, to make their wedding day uh, better all around, all around. So figuring out ways that you can support your brides is going to be a huge, huge benefit um, to, to you as a photographer. And I think one of the best ways that I have found uh, to help out brides. Uh, well, there's, there's a few. All right. So, so one of them is to send out helpful emails, right? Leading up to the wedding, right? By the time that you book a wedding and the time that, you know, the wedding day comes, sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's, it's a little bit more. So, you know, what, what do you, what do you say <laughs> to them in that time? And I know that that's something that you struggle with. It's something that, you know, you're going to continue to struggle with for a while. Uh, but, if you can start to implement sending them helpful wedding tips, like wedding planning tips, that is super helpful because now it makes them feel like someone's got their back, you know, like their photographer, you is there to help them rather than just, oh, you know, uh, they paid me for my artistic services. I will grace you with my presence on your wedding day, create some incredible artistic imagery, and then I will leave and you will never see me again. Right. It doesn't feel like that anymore. It feels like, wow, Raymond is here to, to, to help me out. He really wants to see me have my best wedding day, you know, according to, to, to my views as a bride and not his views as a photographer. Right. So you're not sending tips saying like, you need to be having a dress that is off white instead of white because white will make the photo overexposed. And that's very, you know, that does not matter. That is not up to you. It is not up to you where they get married. It is not up to you, uh, you know, what time they do these things. You can suggest some times, of course, and, and some, some helpful planning tips, but, um, letting them know, you know, what are you going to do if it rains on their wedding day? You know, what, what are you going to do? 
Write an email about that. Uh, what are you going to do if, um, uh, you know, uh, if they're if if you are sick, you know, leading up to their wedding day? What are you going to do? Let them know. You know, uh, how are you going to uh, prepare for their engagement session? You know, what can they do? What can they wear for an engagement session? What sorts of activities will you be doing? Should they be bringing props? All of these things are very helpful emails to. Uh, you know, again, help them to 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 plan a better wedding for themselves. And then when they are having a good wedding, you will be able to capture great images just just because. Right. So I think that's one. The next one is probably uh, helping them to forget about their camera. I I have found that even for couples who have said to me, like, oh, I've been following your work for a long time. Like, I'm so excited to have you at my wedding on their wedding day. They would still rather forget that I'm there. <laughs> and it makes sense, right? They are surrounded by like their hundred closest family and friends. And then the one stranger who's pointing a camera at them all day. It's very uncomfortable. So if you can make that more comfortable for them or less uncomfortable for them, uh, they will remember that, you know, and you can do that by uh, coming up with uh, with photo prompts, right? Getting them together, come up with a few just core poses. Uh, and then for the rest of it, just have them interact with each other. Uh, and then those moments are going to be a lot more memorable because they're going to be more personal uh, and more authentic to who they are as a couple. So I would say that there's that. Um, another one is, oh man, okay. So uh, one of the things that you can do to to make your couples look good is, all right, look, I know that you love night portraits. I know that you love, you know, setting up the flash and getting out when it's dark and, and creating these, you know, these unique and dynamic uh, photos. But you got to remember, this couple has been waiting for this day for years. Uh, they've been waiting to dance with their friends and their family on the dance floor, you know, and enjoy themselves during the reception. Don't pull them away from that longer than you need to, all right? If you have a shot set up, right, uh, a beautiful, uh, um, you know, forest background, you know, and you want to have that, that light set up and you want to illuminate the forest and have them maybe backlit, um, you know, and you have to set, you have to do some setup. Go outside and do that now before you grab them because there's always going to be things like, oh, you know what, actually... You'll think that you have the composition set up, you set up the flashes, and then you realize, oh, actually, this is a terrible composition, and you need to move things around, uh, or that the flash power isn't right, or that the flash actually needs to be 15 feet further back. And when they're there and just standing, especially in like these October, uh, November weddings, and it's kind of cold, uh, you don't. You don't want them just standing there in the cold. You want them, you want it to be quick. You want it to be set up. You want to say, hey, can I grab you guys? Can I steal you guys away for a shot real quick? And I'll bring you right back in. Sure, of course. You guys walk outside. It's already all set up. You say, stand right there. Uh, get in nice and close. Snuggle. You take the shot. You say, that was it. And then you just send them back inside. They probably won't even remember that moment because it was so short. But then when you deliver that photo, they're going to be like, what? And when they have that feeling of like, Man, I just remember how much fun my wedding day was instead of, yeah, it's a great photo, but, you know, remember it took like 45 minutes to set up and it was freezing cold and I was just, you know, so ready for, you know, the photo to be taken so we could just move on. Um, that is really helpful uh, as well. So, again, it's all about supporting them in their, um, you know, wedding journey. Oh, uh, and uh, on that, right, supporting them and surprising them. 
I gotta say, sneak peeks, man, that is where it's at, right? Sneak peeks do real well for uh, social media, obviously, because everybody who was at the wedding can now see a few photos and be like, wow, this is like really great stuff because everybody's just going to post photos of the wedding from their phone like the day of, meaning like if, you know, the couple wants to relive that day like the next day, they're going to have to look at cell phone photos. So if you can deliver those photos the next day, obviously not all of the photos, but like 10, 15 photos is enough. Um, you know, try to pick out one that you think is going to be their profile photo because you don't want a cell phone photo of the kiss, an underexposed cell phone photo of the kiss to be the photo that they uh, that they choose as their profile picture. Uh, yeah, so try to send those over the next day. It doesn't have to be like a perfect edit, uh, just enough to have color, exposure, all that stuff dialed in and then send it over. But like that, that that is helpful. But if you really want to make your clients go nuts Make a same day album with just Instax prints. And now that I think about it, I don't know if Instax prints exist in 2012, but uh, in the future, Instax prints will come out and buy yourself a printer and print them uh, at the wedding from your Fuji cameras. Switch to Fuji. Yep, you heard me. And while everybody's eating dinner, you can print up uh, 15, 20 photos. And then put it in a mini album that's already set up with their name on it, the date. All you got to do is just slap in these photos and then they are done. At the end of the night when they say, oh, Raymond, thank you so much. You know, this was a great day. You hand them this same day album. They will go nuts. Never once has a couple ever looked at me and said, oh, thank you very much. And then just went on with their day. It has always been like, what is this? And then they go crazy. And that is going to be the thing that uh, that can set you apart for sure. So if you're trying to figure out how to make your clients go nuts, that is the way to do it. Um, and again, it's not about yourself because that takes time away from you to be shooting, that's all about supporting them, right? Those Instax prints, not the best quality. They're not even really good quality, but it is the experience and you are supporting them on their wedding day and it is extremely appreciated. So that is, that's four things, right? Okay, so that was, um, uh, no, that was three things. Okay, so four, four for um oh all right um so i know that you are always looking for you know the one thing like what's the one thing i could do that would just make me blow up not literally and get like a ton of attention so that everybody comes and books me uh for their wedding and i want to tell you that the one thing never changes anything right um, or it never changes everything, I should say. It changes some things, but it never changes everything. It's not like, you know, you go viral or something, and then for the rest of your career, you are set because one time Tom Hanks showed up at a wedding and you took a photo with him, and now everybody wants to be the photographer who works with Tom Hanks. It just does not work like that, right? It You, you shouldn't even want to plan for stuff like that. Um, and when things do happen like that, by the way, I have not met Tom Hanks. I was just an example. But... Um, when something does happen like that, it will work for like a few days, right? You'll get a bunch of attention because that's crazy. You know, something like that happens, but then people just move on with their lives. And I'm sure that this is like really difficult to understand. Um, but going viral is not something that you can plan on. It is not something that you should even try to do because it is so 
hard and impossible to time, um, especially because it really doesn't change things that much, <laughs> right? Uh, it's again, it's not going to change everything for you. It really is just a series of so many one things, right? So it's not one thing. It's a lot of one things. Um, like baseball. Let's think of it like baseball, right? Dodgers, right? Dodgers still haven't won a World Series in a number of years. I wonder if that will change. Hint, hint. Um, but in baseball, if you hit back-to-back grand slams, right? You get up to the plate. Walk off Grand Slam, everybody goes nuts. Next night, you get up to the plate, walk off Grand Slam, everybody goes nuts, right? If that whole next month, you can't get a single hit, or even if you get some hits, but you don't even get like a single whole run, nobody cares about those Grand Slams, honestly. Nobody cares. They've already forgotten about them. It's because of who you are right now. What are you doing right now? What's the thing that you could do today that is going to uh, further your progression as a photographer, whether it be in business or just, you know, on the creative side? It is a numbers game. It is a numbers game. So remember that. But... um. That also doesn't mean, you know, to work all the time. That is another thing, right? And for the love of God, please don't work all the time. And I guess that brings me to uh, number five, right? Number five. How do I say this? Invest in the tools that will help you to achieve more with less. Hey, Raymond here. If you're sometimes baffled by which camera settings to use, then I've got just the thing for you. My free guide, Picture Perfect Camera Settings. It's a fantastic starting point for anybody eager to understand the basics of camera settings in various shooting scenarios. And it's tailored to beginners who want to get out of auto mode, providing clear, easy to follow suggestions on where to start with your settings. So whether you're capturing a stunning landscape or a family portrait, Picture Perfect Camera Settings will help you to get off of automatic mode and explore the possibilities your camera offers. Remember, mastering photography settings is a journey, and this guide is your first step. And the perfect resource to guide you towards finding the right settings for your style. So grab your copy today at perfectcamerasettings.com and start your journey to better photos. I know right now that money is tight. I get it, right? Uh, You got a baby on the way. Um... Stormy's in, uh, you know, nursing school, so she's not working. Um, your job does not pay a lot; it does not pay much at all. I know. Uh, so, the idea of paying for a monthly subscription to Lightroom, when photography isn't your main source of income, and heck, you're not even shooting every month, it seems excessive. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. But you are obviously serious about photography. And, you know, maybe you only have a few hundred photos on your computer right now. They're pretty easy to organize. Just a handful of sessions, handful of weddings. But having hundreds of thousands of photos is not the same. You cannot easily organize all that stuff on your own. So having one place where all of your photos are organized they're safe, 
and you're able to come back and re-edit those photos if necessary, even 10 years later, it is worth its weight in gold. And that is why it's the industry standard, because it is peace of mind, right? Over the coming years, you become a much less price conscious, and you become more value conscious, right? Because the peace of mind that you have that all your photos are organized and safe, that's the value, you know, and when when you earn a living today off of your photos, again, keeping them safe and organized is paramount. And on top of that, the price of, you know, many of the online courses that you will take, you know, how to use Lightroom, how to use Flash, how to use your camera, the price of those courses seemed very high. Seemed very high, even though, hmm, that camera that you want costs way more and will be obsolete in just like a year's time, you know? But now I can see looking back that even though those, you know, online courses that I had took seemed expensive, yes, the value of those courses continue to pay dividends today. And I would pay 10 times the price of what I paid for all of those courses when I first got started. And that's because you get in, you learn, you got out, and then you got to work. And then that knowledge continues to build over time as you, you know, you do something, you learn from it, you adjust, you do it better next time. You know, and the same, same goes for business tools as well that you think, you know, oh, I'm Raymond Hatfield in 2012. I'm on the bleeding edge of technology by ditching CDs, you know, and delivering my photos with Google Drive. But dude, <laughs> oh, dude. So many headaches, so many headaches you're about to face from, you know, accidentally not setting the right permissions and, you know, uh, dealing with your photos being stolen and, uh, you know, how do you deal with watermarks uh, and questions from your clients. It is just the worst experience for your clients as well. Seriously, so bad. Now, today I use a tool called CloudSpot. And not only is it the easiest way to deliver photos to your clients, but it looks amazing, too. Um, and in fact, you know, <laughs> your clients are going to say, oh, yeah, Raymond, we, we love the images. Thank you. Thank you. But but the site with all the photos. Wow, that is so beautiful and professional. Thank you so much. So I don't know. You know, it's uh, obviously I didn't create CloudSpot, but I use it. But, uh, you know, the comments aren't about me, but, uh, you know, it's what I provided for them. So, you know, it's I guess it's a win at the end of the day. But clearly clients love CloudSpot, which is, I guess, what I'm trying to get at here. And, you know, I don't know if it would be up right now because I don't know how this whole time machine tape recorder thing works. But if you go to DeliverPhotos.com, uh, you can sign up for a free CloudSpot account. Um, you know, and speaking of speaking of tools that help you do more with less... Ooh, a little birdie told me that CloudSpot is going to be rolling out a full-fledged business CRM. What? Made just for photographers. Yes. So things like, you know, letting you book clients, send contracts, collect money, check the progress of your clients all in one space. And I think we can both agree that uh, you are not the most organized person, Raymond. So again, if you can, go ahead and check out DeliverPhotos.com uh, and sign up for that free CloudSpot account and, uh, and learn more. It is, it is worth its weight in 
gold. That is that value proposition again. Value all in one place. It's not 13 different places. It's not a different spreadsheet. You don't have to check all your emails and, you know, what's going on here? How did I miss that? Did they sign the contract? Did they get it? It's all in one place. That is the value. That is the value. And I'm telling you, man, I, I, I really think that there's a good chance that if you didn't invest in yourself in the beginning, you would probably still be hunting YouTube for that elusive one video with uh, that even more elusive one tip that's going to somehow magically make it all click for you, you know? And uh, if you were still doing that, you would you would lose out on everything that you have today or in the future. And maybe you'd still be at that forsaken plastics factory. So, I mean... You have 74 uh, seconds remaining. Um, okay, one more here. I think we have time for one more. Six, um, life outside of photography. All right. Again, as I said, I know that uh, going full time as a photographer is is all that you can think about right now. Uh, but when it comes to working, maybe try to um, slow down, try to slow down, have a plan. Do not just go at it all, uh, willy nilly. You know, you, you need to get out of the house every once in a while. Maybe go play some disc golf, uh, uh go see a movie, go on a walk, a uh, photo walk. You love photo walks. Do more of them. And, um, oh, also maybe mount a, a GoPro to your camera and record the photo walks as a video. You know, you never know. Uh, one day you might have a photography podcast and might just want to share your photo walks on uh, YouTube. You know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay, let's wrap this up. Um, uh, pick something and stick with it. Uh, your gear is not holding you back. Uh, do a better job at supporting your clients. Uh, you know, the, the one thing, going viral isn't going to take you from zero to, to fully booked. Uh, invest in tools that help you achieve more with less and uh working all day isn't a badge of honor uh go do something fun and, oh, oh buy like 100 bitcoins it'll cost you less than a penny oh man why did i not lead with that oh wow dang it oh of course oh man why did i not lead with that oh okay jeez what <laughs> in the world just happened that was pretty good though um i really wish that i would have recorded this yes yes it is oh it is recording okay um sweet uh that is it for today's totally scheduled and planned out podcast what a wild ride. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I had three takeaways from this uh, episode that you can implement right away. The first one is to slow down. You know, with so much info out there uh, about everything photography related, uh, as well as the desire in you to create something meaningful, when trying to figure out where to start, it can be overwhelming. You know, don't try to learn everything about photography all at once. Start with just learning your camera and its settings, and then move on to organizing and editing your photos, and then move on to light and composition. And once you have learned these core elements, you will be free to explore all of your creative ideas with a much clearer head. Takeaway number two is, you know, don't be the star. You know, we, we, we think of these famous painters and photographers, but would we know them if they never picked up a paintbrush or a camera? Focus on 
what it is that you share with the world rather than focusing on how sharing will help you personally. If you're a wedding photographer, let that couple enjoy their day. It is not yours to command. And lastly, don't be afraid to spend a little money. We photographers spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on, you know, camera and lenses and all the accessories. But then we scoff at a $10 a month Lightroom uh, subscription that will help us to organize and edit and protect our images. Yes, it is a subscription, but professional photographers who were shooting film had employees who would keep their photo archive organized and categorized. $10 is much cheaper than an employee, you know, and I will gladly spend $10 a month on a tool uh, that. If I did not have, I would spend hours searching through folders and uh, file names and, and different hard drives when looking for that one photo that I want. So don't be afraid to spend a little money. And today, I invite you to share your biggest takeaway with us in the free and private beginner photography podcast community, where you can connect with uh, with us and others, uh, along with share your ideas and ask questions. So come join us at beginnerphotopod.com forward slash group. Again, that's beginnerphotopod.com forward slash group. And come let us know what you will be implementing into your photography and get inspired. That's it. Until next week, remember, the more that you shoot today, the better of a photographer you will be tomorrow. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Beginner Photography Podcast. Keep shooting, and we'll see you next week. 